0: Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brianne, and We're here to make your wedding planning a piece, piece of, of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day off coordinators and party planners. We're accountants by day and wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in.
1: Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a piece of cake.
0: So Emily, one thing I've been thinking about as we are venturing into wedding coordinating more is the day of timeline and how many different things there are scheduled on that day. So many things. But a lot of fun
1: things too. So many fun things, especially during the reception. There are a ton of scheduled activities that are really fun and important and are also things you can really like customize and think of things that you
0: like that are traditional or you can make them your own totally. So we will go through all of the different activities, which include dances and cake cutting and all those sorts of things during your reception. Yeah, so first
1: is the first dance. And you basically need to pick your song. That's the most important thing about the first (laughs) dance is pick a good song. And That can be a challenge for some people. It was a challenge for me. Ethan and I didn't have a song. And that's one of our recommendations is maybe you do have a couple song. And
0: that might make it really easy for you to pick your song for your first dance. Yeah, so Parker and I have a very established R song. He actually proposed to me with this song. And it was, uh, of course, we're going to dance to this one. Really easy decision. Yep. And Ethan and I
1: don't have that or like the same music. So we had a really (laughs) hard time finding a song. You can also consider something that you can actually dance to, like think about the style of dance you want to do and pick a song that can fit that. Mm -hmm. And then also consider the length of the song or the ability to edit it down and make it sound good because you don't have to dance for the whole length of a song. Some songs are like five minutes long and that's Mm -hmm. a really long time to just be the two of you out there dancing. So if you find a song you like, you can edit it, you can cut it off. Just consider the length and how much time you actually want to be out there dancing But as an alternative, you could also add other people into your first dance. I know a wedding I just went to recently, they were kind of on the fence about the first dance and they don't really like the attention just on the two of them dancing awkwardly. So they just danced by themselves for like the first 30 seconds of the song and then they had their parents join them as couples and then a minute later they had everyone that was married couples join in on the dance floor. So that's a good way to do it. And you can have a couple different combinations like that. But if you want to cut it down,
0: but also still have a first dance. Yep, I think that's a great idea. So I think picking your song is very personal and everybody has totally different styles and choices on this so rather than talking about the different song options we'll list just... every song yeah <laughs> we'll just tell you what we did for funsies so parker and i danced to everything has changed by taylor swift and ed sheeran and our first dance was from the ground up by dan and shay so
1: again something to consider on your first dance is what kind of dancing you actually want to do there's the
0: standard slow dance we did country swing dancing in ours because that's something we really love. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just don't really even choreograph or do anything. They just
1: kind of, you know, sway and mm-hmm. dance a little bit. Ethan and I actually did dance lessons ahead of time and learned a formal slow dance with some fancier moves in there so we could know how to dance. We didn't fully choreograph the dance, which is another option you can do is to have it fully planned out and practice. So we just took the dance lessons and then practiced that same dance and then on the day of ethan led and threw in some of the fun dance moves we'd learned and it was nice he felt more comfortable which was the main reason we did the dance lessons was having ethan feel more comfortable dancing in front of everybody so there's a whole spectrum of just winging it or having fully choreographed exactly
0: a whole production One other thing to keep in mind about your first dance is that you may be dancing in a huge dress, (laughs) aka my dress, (laughs) very big poofy ball gown. And my bustle actually came undone during my dancing, so it was even bigger and longer and poofier. So just keep that in mind when you are thinking about the level of dancing you'll be doing. If you're going to have a choreographed dance, you might struggle in a ball gown. The next couple dances
1: are the mother-son and father-daughter dances. And one thing to note is you don't have to do these. It's a nice thing to do.
0: And some people are just uncomfortable with it. Some parents aren't comfortable dancing in front of people. And some people aren't in situations where they're close with their family or whatever it might be. So just know that you don't have to. Yep.
1: But again, this is a good option for combining the dance. If you want to do a dance, but maybe you're not convinced you want to do the whole dance or something like that, you could do
0: a combined mother-son-father-daughter dance. That's actually one of my favorite tips. And I think people don't do it often, but I think it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. So this is a touchy subject for me because my dad passed away when I was younger. So thinking about the father-daughter dance at my wedding has always been tough. But I was able to come up with a really creative solution for it. And so hopefully this example helps you if you're in a situation where you have lost a parent. Maybe you have multiple parents that you're trying to incorporate, like a step-parent or things like that. So what I ended up doing is I danced with multiple important men in my family who have been there for me. And I did it in honor of my dad and had some pictures of him up during it. So I danced with my stepdad and both of my grandpas. So it was a really special way to honor the men in my family and still my dad. So a lot of times it can be kind of difficult to think of a song for these dances.
1: So try to pick something that's maybe meaningful to you, or you can just look up a list of the most popular mother-son or father-daughter dances. And good news, we did that for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So for the mother-son dances, some of the most popular songs are My Wish by Rascal Flats, and that's actually the one that Ethan and his mom used at our wedding. Also, I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack, You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban, and Wind Beneath My Wings by Bette
0: Midler. For the father-daughter dance, some really popular ones are I Loved Her First by Lone Star, My Little Girl by Tim McGraw, which is the one that I used. Stealing Cinderella by Chuck Wicks and My Girl by The Temptations. But again, if you Google this, you will find five millions. million songs. One note I want to say about the choosing these songs is I feel like sometimes people choose songs that are kind of like romantic-y, love-y songs that I just don't feel like fit in a parent relationship. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Just consider the lyrics and the vibe of your song and don't pick... A romantic love song, pick a a family sort of love song, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yep, it does. And then for our weddings, we
1: used a few songs that we didn't mention above. So for my father daughter dance, I
0: used Humble and Kind by Tim McGraw. I think that was such a great choice. It was just a perfect song. And I think it's not like an overused one. Mm -hmm. At least not yet. (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) new yep maybe we'll start a trend here but it's a good one and then for Parker's dance with his mom he did make you feel my love by Adele which I actually think is a remake and it's also by lots of other people too but for them this was a special song I think that she had sung it to him when he was a kid and so they did have that special meaningful song that they wanted to use another fun dance that you can add into your wedding
1: and this one is definitely optional, a lot less common, but it's just kind of a fun activity to add in if you want to, is the anniversary dance. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically your MC calls all of the married couples, including you and your new spouse, up onto the dance floor and has everyone start dancing and then slowly eliminates people by the number of years they've been married. So it'll be like, anyone who's been married less than... An hour, which is usually what happens first to get rid of the bride and groom. I always think that's cute. Yeah. But then they'll say, like, anyone married less than a year? And then all those couples will go sit down. And then anyone less than five years and ten years and go on up until you're left with just one couple at the end. And it's just kind of a cool way to honor marriage in general at a wedding and see who that last couple standing is. And I know it was really funny. At my wedding, my grandparents always win because they've been married, like, 50 five years I think this year and so at my wedding and then my cousin who got married just a few weeks after me were like we know who's gonna win and it was great and they just loved it and usually at the end the DJ will ask what's your you know key to having this long marriage and so they give a little bit of cute advice about love and marriage so it's a, just
0: like a fun thing to do and then a cute thing that we did at the end was that we presented a single stem rose to the winning yeah that was cute um, couple And this is just
1: a great way to get everyone out of their seats and on the dance floor. And there's a lot of song options for this one as well. One thing to really note about this, though, is if you're going to do this dance, make sure you coordinate with your DJ or MC ahead of time and make sure that they're familiar with what it is. As I've been to a wedding where (laughs) the MC was just a friend and didn't know really how to properly execute the anniversary dance and so when you don't really do it right and you wait too long to call people off the dance floor and then it just got awkward and it didn't really work out and so that was kind of a bummer. So just make sure that your DJ or MC knows what the anniversary dance is and how (laughs) to do
0: it. I've also heard it done backwards from what you said where they release the longest married and kind of count down and then the bride and groom win it. I prefer the way you said but that's something to make sure that Mm -hmm. your DJ is going to do it in the order you want. Yeah. So again, a million songs to choose from
1: for all these dances, but a few that are kind of more common for the anniversary dance are One Thousand Years by Christina Perry, You're Still the One by Shania Twain, Remember When by Alan Jackson, and The Way You Look Tonight by Frank Sinatra.
0: And that's Mm -hmm. the song that we ended up using. And we used the Thousand Years. I feel like it's good to find a song that's kind of about being in love and being in love for a long time Mm -hmm. and there are obviously a ton of songs that hit on that yep okay the next dance is one of my favorite things to talk about for (laughs) multiple reasons but it is the money dance so if you aren't familiar with the money dance first of all also go back and listen to our dj episode because i dig into (laughs) a story about the money dance in there that's kind of good to listen to but what the money dance is is the bride and groom go up and then all of the guests get the opportunity to come up and dance with them individually. And it's really fun because guests will come up and line up and cut in and grab you and dance with you. I really like it because it gives you the opportunity to mingle with all of your guests that maybe you wouldn't have got to see otherwise because you're so busy. And it can be, like, really funny, too, like, if the guys go up and spin the groom around or however it works out. I just think it's a really fun way to lighten the mood and have fun. Oh, and I also forgot to mention the money aspect of it. So (laughs) they pay you for the opportunity to dance. but I mean, it's just, like, dollar bills. So people are bringing up dollar bills and handing them to the bride or groom, and that's how you get the opportunity to dance with them. And a note on that is make sure you've thought about what you're actually going to do with that money because you're going to end up with a ton of dollar bills up there. And a lot of people will just stuff them in their dress or find some area to put them. I know I started doing that (laughs) and then at some point someone brought me up a jar to put it in and I definitely should have thought of that beforehand. Luckily, grooms have pockets, but brides don't always get that lucky.
1: Yeah, so I definitely did... The stuffing dollars just down the front of my dress, sort of thing. And then afterwards, you know, go in the other room and like take out the money. But then later that night, when we got back to the hotel, way later after the wedding, and I took my dress off, I found like two more dollars that I hadn't found before (laughs) still stuck in my
0: dress. (laughs) Let me just quickly say that this dance does not have to be all about the money itself, it's more about the experience and the fun of it. Yep. So, again, we've looked up some song options for this dance. And so the one that I did for mine was Sold by John Michael Montgomery. That's actually just one of my favorite songs Me in too. life. But, you know, it's about an auction, so it's kind of fits in. There's also I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston and Why Don't We Just Dance by Josh Turner. Those were my two songs. <laughs> and so those, you know, touch on obviously the dancing part of it. And then there's If I Had a Million Dollars by the Bare Naked Ladies. So there's lots you can play on here, whether it's about dancing or money or both or whatever, you can do some cutesy things. Yeah. And as a side note to this it's
1: okay to have more than one song for the money dance i would probably wouldn't go more than like two possibly (laughs) three if you have like a ton of guests but the two songs for my wedding
0: was helpful just because you have a lot of people to dance with yep (laughs) um and so when you are thinking about choosing those songs just consider if those are songs that people can actually dance to what kind of dancing are you going to be doing and can people actually dance with you to that song? So for example, I think one of the songs I looked up was a Beyonce song, which love Beyonce and I love dancing to Beyonce, but maybe not all of my family members wanted to come up there and dance to Beyonce with me.
1: Another traditional dance is the Jewish chair dance or the Hora. And this is obviously more of just a tradition if your family's Jewish or one or either of you are Jewish. And that's where the bride and groom are put into chairs and they're lifted up. And there's usually like a handkerchief or napkin involved where they have to hold hands with the napkin. And there's a song and they pick you up and carry you around in these chairs while everyone dances around you. So that's kind of a fun traditional thing if
0: that fits in with your wedding. So another dance that can be a thing is a coordinated bridesmaid or groomsmen dance. If you go on YouTube or whatever, you'll see lots of really cool examples Mm -hmm. of this. Like flash mob sort of vibe. (laughs) I've seen them all dressed up as superheroes and they come out and do this production, I don't even know. But our kind of small example of that is there's a line dance that we really love from back in our days at the University of Idaho. To the Cotton Eyed Joe. And so all of my bridesmaids and groomsmen, well, most of them knew the dance, and then we practiced it with the other ones who didn't. So we all went up and did that line dance together. And then the last dance is the
1: last (laughs) dance. So this is basically you should have a designated song to be your last dancing song so that the DJ can announce that it's the last dance and try to get everyone back out on the dance floor for this one last dance. Then it's a good way to let everyone know that the wedding is over and have everyone have one last fun song together. And then a good way to like transition into the exit. So again,
0: multiple songs to choose from. So my thoughts on this are that you can do it a couple different ways. You can do like a really fun, upbeat song that everybody's out on the floor having a great time to. Or you can do a slower song that kind of slows down the party and really ends it. And so in my example, we kind of had a two-part thing where first we did Forever by Chris Brown, which was a ton of fun, fast dancing song. Everyone's having a blast. And then we really ended it and made it really clear by doing closing time by semi whoever the heck that is but then that was very obvious because it literally says closing time <laughs> so we thought that was kind of cutesy yep and we just did the one song we did good riddance by
1: green day that was the one song i let ethan pick <laughs> or have full control over another common one is don't stop believing by journey so just have a good song for the end yep and just pick something that makes it clear that hey this is it mm-hmm so that covers all of the dances and now we're going to go through some of the other activities that are part of the reception. So the first one is the cake cutting or your alternative. If you listen to our desserts episode, we talk about all the alternatives to cake cutting. And again, we think that you should have some sort of something to cut or do together as that first thing. So whether that's like a cookie dunk or a pop champagne or we just read a thing about the person didn't want cake so they had a cake-shaped pinata and burst that. So do something fun
0: like that. Yeah, I think it's just more about the tradition and the ritual than the actual activity. Yep. Yeah. And again, talk ahead of time about if you are doing cake, if you're going to
1: smash it in each other's face because it's not good to be surprised.
0: Yep, supposed to be like a happy, loving couple <laughs> moment and we don't want anybody angry or upset. Right. But
1: one thing that a lot of people don't know or think about is that you actually should have a song for your cake cutting. Usually there's something playing in the background. Otherwise, it's just kind of quiet and awkward while you're cutting your cake. So it's a good idea to pick a specific song. And these ones are kind of fun because they're like sweet dessert-related songs, sort of. (laughs) They play off that. So for example, Brienne. We did Honey Bee by Blake Shelton.
0: Get it? You know, honey. It's kind of (laughs) sweet. We
1: can do Sugar Sugar by the Archies. We did How Sweet
0: It Is by James Taylor. And I also really like Sugar by Maroon 5.
1: Yeah. So there's lots of like really fun, cute, play on words, dessert songs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We do like a good pun. (laughs) We do.
0: Another big activity is toast. We are very passionate about toast. Yes. So we won't dig into those here, but we are going to do a whole nother episode on them.
1: Another fun activity that it's totally optional, but it's kind of a fun thing. It's called the shoe game. And it's basically the bride and groom sit back to back in chairs and they each have one of each other's shoe. And the DJ or MC will read questions like, who do you think's the best driver or who's right the most or kind of like funny questions that are about the couple. And since they can't see each other, they raise either the bride shoe or the groom shoe to answer the question. And it's just kind of a fun game to watch and see them as a couple and
0: just have fun. (laughs) One thing I want to say about that is that I don't want to take my shoes off at my wedding in front of everybody. So you don't literally have to both take your shoes off and do it that way. You can have prop shoes or you can have just signs or something that say bride and groom or just like a pink and blue piece of paper that you hold up or whatever it might be. So it's the shoe game, but you don't literally have to take off and exchange your shoes. Right. Also, I feel like the groom's shoes are probably sweaty by then too. So it just yeah, it's yeah. might not be the best. Yeah. Next very traditional activity is the bouquet toss. One thing we love to talk about about the bouquet toss is you actually need a bouquet to toss. So if you go back and listen to our flowers episode, you know that the bridal bouquet is really important and big and expensive, and you don't actually want to throw that and give it away to someone, or at least I didn't. And so it's good to have a backup bouquet that you can use for this. A couple options for that are that you can use fake flowers. A lot of florists will make you just a smaller throwaway bouquet, or if one of your bridesmaids is nice enough to let you use theirs, you can throw that one.
1: So a logistic for this is it would be good if you had someone like a bridesmaid or your wedding coordinator who could kind of wrangle people and get them out on the dance floor because it's always awkward if you're like okay bouquet toss (laughs) like bring up all the single ladies and no one really wants to be like the first one out there or wants to go out so it'd be great if you had a designated person to just you know walk around and get people out on the dance floor and encourage that and so you have a good group of ladies to throw your bouquet to but a side note on this is Think about your guest list ahead of time, and if you know that there's basically not going to be any single ladies, then maybe you just skip this part. Like, don't do a bouquet toss, because if you know that maybe only you have two bridesmaids, and those are going to be the only ones there that aren't married, then it's probably just not a great thing to have the bouquet toss just to toss to the two of them, and it's just more
0: awkward than anything. So think about your guest list ahead of time, too. Good point. If you are going to do the bouquet toss, you have to pick a song. See, there's a theme here. You have to pick songs for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So for the songs, you can do a lot of plays on single ladies, specifically, all the single ladies by Beyonce, which we both we did. both used, mm-hmm. um, or just like any song kind of about like girls in general, girl power, that sort of vibe. So examples are Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain, It's Raining Men <laughs> by the Weather Girls, or Wanna Be by the Spice Girls. So there's lots of fun ones that you can do. And then on the flip side, you have the garter toss. I feel like there's
1: more weddings where they do just the bouquet toss and not necessarily the garter toss and that's just because sometimes it can feel a little awkward for the groom to like go under your dress and get the garter (laughs) or whatever reasoning but just a good note is that just because you do one of these either garter toss or bouquet toss you don't have to do both it's totally fine if you just
0: do a bouquet toss and no garter toss or the other way around even so we did not do the garter toss at our wedding and just kind of like emily said it's just not something that we were comfortable with a couple were not big on pda and had lots of family members there and just didn't want anything to feel weird we just went ahead and did it it was fine but
1: this is another area that it would be good to kind of just touch base with your groom beforehand just to make sure that you guys are both comfortable and kind of the logistics of it because We've seen some videos and stuff of guys who like really get into it and like they're all the way under the big poofy dress and (laughs) kind of funny and make it a little bit more like risque Uh versus you could just reach up and take it off. So feel out your comfort level and maybe talk about it beforehand to make sure that your husband's like fully into it, but maybe you're not that he doesn't go too overboard or vice versa. Another good thing is to make sure you have your garter on, which was my problem. I forgot to put it on until just a few <laughs> minutes before the garter toss. Like I mentioned, so I had my bridesmaid run back to the bridal suite and go get it for me. And then I like slipped it on to the table where we were eating dinner because I
0: had a moment of, oh no, I don't even have mine. That just makes me think about how awkward it would have been if he went to try to get it and you didn't have it. And he's like looking around. That would have
1: been really awkward. <laughs> So make sure you have it. Another good thing, like, if you don't want to wear it the whole time, like, give it to a bridesmaid or give it to your coordinator, something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And then the actual logistics of throwing the garter is a little bit more complicated than the bouquet because it's so light. <laughs> so a lot of people kind of slingshot it, you know, like, pull it
0: back like a rubber band sort of thing. Or you can do something cutesy, like put it around a football and then throw that. Yeah, I like that idea. So really the whole point
1: of both of these bouquet and garter tosses the symbolism behind them is that whoever catches the bouquet or the garter is supposedly the next person to get married Mm -hmm. and a funny story about this is at our bridesmaid katie's wedding i went up and i ended up catching the bouquet and then ethan went up and ended up catching the garter so it worked out pretty well and And we weren't engaged at the time so it worked out really well for us (laughs) and yeah here we are now
0: So it's kind of a fun thing. I think we have a picture of you two with the garter and the bouquet and maybe the couple. And we should post that on the Instagram. Yeah, it's really cute. (laughs) Okay, the last activity is the grand exit, which makes sense. (laughs) So first of all, (laughs) you don't actually have to have a grand exit, but you do need to have an exit strategy at least. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to do the grand exit, you at least just need to know when you're leaving, how you're leaving, and how you're going to handle all that so it's just not like awkward at the end and you're all standing around wondering, what do we do, where do we go, when are we going to leave? Yep. Some of the fun things if you do want to do a big grand
1: exit is having people blow bubbles or use sparklers or ring bells or have glow sticks. And like the traditional one is throwing rice. Mm -hmm. And so usually you would have everyone line up right outside the door right inside the doorway and so you can kind of like walk through everyone and Mm -hmm. have them do whatever the fun thing is that you're doing again if you don't want to have like a super grand exit you can kind of do a semi-grand exit and just have people line up in kind of like a tunnel form you know so you can just walk through them as you leave and say bye one last time to everyone Mm -hmm. and that's what we did at our wedding but again it's just important to have that exit strategy and know what you're doing and if you have a grand exit coordinate with your DJ so that he can kind of, after that last dance,
0: tell everyone, please line up here or do something. Mm -hmm. And then that's also something that your day of coordinator will definitely help with. One really important logistic there is that once it's time for your grand exit, you actually have to get up and leave and you have to be ready for that, which means that your bags and your food need to be packed and in the car already. And the car needs to be ready, Mm -hmm. depending on whatever you do for that. Maybe you're fancy and you have a limo picking you up. Maybe you have a friend or family member who offered to be the designated driver who's picking you up. However it's going to work, the car needs to be ready with your stuff out front for you to go. Yep. And my
1: biggest pet peeve about this (laughs) is that if you have a really big grand exit, you have to leave afterwards. So, at my cousin's wedding, they had a really awesome grand exit. They used sparklers and their photographers there and got awesome pictures. They had everyone line up outside this big mansion where they got married on both sides of the driveway. And they, like, ran through everyone. And they ran through and then they were like, oh, everyone's sparklers are still on or whatever. So, they had them, like, run back through and then go back the other way again. But then... At the end, everyone's like sparklers were out. Everyone was ready to leave and they just stayed and (laughs) talked to everyone. And they were like one of the last people to leave. I was like, if you're going to do a big grand exit like that, you have to like run through those sparklers and then get in your car and drive away. And it feels really awkward sometimes to be like, really? We're the first ones to leave the wedding, but that is how weddings work. The bride and groom don't clean up. They don't stay. If you really do want to stay and be the last person there and say goodbye to every person, then you just shouldn't have a huge grand exit like
0: that. Mm-hmm. My example from the last wedding I coordinated was it was getting time for their grand exit, but they were worried about where all of their things are and concerned that maybe they didn't have everything, but it got down to a point where everyone was lined up and ready and it was go time. So I shuffled them on out the door and then kind of told them secretly like, hey, if you realize you missed something, that's fine, but I need you to get in the car Actually leave, drive down the road for a second, then give me a call and I will secretly get your stuff out to you. But it's just important to Mm -hmm. leave. Yep, gotta
1: leave. (laughs) Gotta end it. Gotta leave at some point. (laughs) Another note we made in our photography episode is that you might not necessarily have your photographer there this point in the night. So if you do have some sort of grand exit or any exit at all and you want photos of it, just make sure you coordinate with somebody that can take some photos of that or like we mentioned before, if you are going to have a big grand exit, maybe you want to consider extending your photographer's hours so that they'll be there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then my last point, which we did at our wedding, is you do have a timeline and you say like, OK, our wedding's going to end at 10 p.m. But if people start leaving before that, you want to have like a decent sized crowd for your exit because it's awkward if there's just a couple stragglers there when you <laughs> leave. So it's okay to move it up a little bit. So like we were there, it seemed like people were kind of done dancing and we'd had a ton of fun. So like we moved it up by 15 minutes. And we're like, okay, we'll just do our last
0: dance and our grand exit now so that we still have a good crowd of people to send us off. So talking about the grand exit and leaving sounds like a good opportunity <laughs> for us to wrap it up and leave you with the three key ingredients that will make your reception activities a piece of cake. Number one, remember to pick a song for each activity. Number two, you're not obligated to do all the things. Pick and choose what works for you. And number three, of those things, customize them. For example,
1: combine dances.
0: If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcake.planning. Or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com.
1: So keep listening and share it with your friends. Thanks. And we hope your wedding planning is a piece Piece of cake. cake.